Welcome to Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and many of you know that I graduated from, in my opinion, one of the best HBCUs in the country. I'm filled with so much Viking pride. I graduated from Elizabeth City State University in May of 2022, where I studied digital media, was an active member of National Council of Negro Women and Mass Media Club. I also was a radio personality for all five of those years for WRVS 89.9, where I had the opportunity to host Soul Cafe and Sunday Vibes. I also co-hosted a hip hop show with my girl Brandy called The Juice, which led to so many opportunities and fun times. ECSU also let me down the oh-so-pretty road and joined the greatest sorority filled with the prettiest women, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I did a lot, but it's not all about the accolades when you've attended an HBCU. It's also about the memories, the friends, the mentors, the professors, the education, the highs and lows, and most importantly, the culture. So today is all about Elizabeth City State University and what it truly means to have Viking pride in the current state of HBCUs. Recently, Morgan State University and Bowie State University, both my hometown schools, have been in the news due to shootings during homecoming events, and it has been a sad time. I love that the news is covering it, but depending on what station or what piece of entertainment you're watching and tuned into, it will point and paint a different picture. Have you thinking HBCUs are so wild and you would never want to send your child there or thinking, why do students go to these schools? On the other hand, some stations have been bragging on HBCUs, letting people know exactly what they are and what they're about and letting viewers know that HBCUs are the absolute future of our students and that they matter and that they feed a culture. They make you feel a part of a culture. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about HBCUs and their impact, their impact on lives, the community, and more. I'm proud to be an HBCU grad. So to join me on my show today, I have three ECSU students. I'm so excited to have y'all. I have Christian, JB, and Noel. So Kristen, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Kristen Bannerman. I'm a junior English major here and also a first-generation college student. And so I do a lot of things, but the two major things that I'm a part of is 1704 Media Productions. And so I serve as the chief editor for The Compass and then also a productions manager. And so with that, it kind of led to a lot of amazing opportunities, not kind of, for sure, (laughs) to amazing opportunities such as like interviewing Grammy Award winning producers to going to the White House and even hosting a social impact campaign talking about Black land dispossession. So that's just a little bit of what I do here at ECSU. Love it. Well, JB, what about you? Uh, Hello, everyone. I am Jared Bell, uh, more affectionately known as JB. Uh, So currently I serve as the 23rd Mr. Elizabeth City State University. So for those of you who are not privy to um, HBCU culture, HBCUs have kings and queens, and I serve as the king of my university. I also serve as the president of the Mass Media Club, so I'm responsible for overseeing all the projects that come out of Mass Media Club, managing its members and things of that nature. Uh, And I'm also a transfer student, so I transfer from a PWI, the community college, to an HBCU. So I I feel like I have a very unique perspective on HBCUs because I've seen both sides of the coin. Love it, love it, love it. Listen, okay, I feel like JB just broke that down real good. 
for the explanation of Mr. Um, ECSU and Mr's of HBCUs. But Noelle, tell us about yourself as well. Hello, everyone. I am Noelle Heron, a senior social work major here at Elizabeth City State University. I currently serve as the corresponding secretary in SGA, as well as the president for our National Honor Society, um, the Phi Alpha. It's a social work honor society for the Pi Psi chapter. Yes, I have had many um, different experiences within my HBCU, um, starting off my freshman year where I did not get out much, just kind of shy as I am a COVID grad, as well to now where I have um, served in many different roles throughout those four years. I love it. I love it. Let me tell y'all, like when I mean like they are like those students, they, they are just doing so much and so active on campus. I love that. I love, love, love that. But I want them to brag on themselves a little bit. Like I have seen them travel doing this, doing that. Like, come on. Like JB, you talk about some of those opportunities that you've had being Mr. Elizabeth City State University and just being an HBCU student at ECSU. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, as Mr. Elizabeth City State University, I have tons of opportunities to serve as an ambassador for my school. Uh, so that means attending conferences on behalf of Elizabeth City State University. This summer, I had the opportunity to attend NASAP, which is the National Association of Student Affairs Professionals Conference. And that was a really that was a really great experience because you're able to fellowship with HBCUs from all over the United States. Um, is you're, you're able to communicate with, with other student leaders as well as their advisors. We have workshops that we do and, and classes. One thing we did, we uh, we have tribe work. So pretty much it was around groups of 30. And we had we pretty much just like got together and created a project based on a topic concerning HBCUs, and we had to be creative and really and we really had to work together. Being that we were all leaders, it was really it was really great to kind of work with different people who have led, and then having to step back a little bit. Um, I also had the opportunity to attend the Kings and Queens conference in uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's strictly royal court. That's strictly Kings and Queens. And the kings and queens of each um, classification, which is like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So yeah, I definitely get to travel a lot. I get to fellowship with a lot of people, and I get to see, I get to see more, I get to explore more of what of what I want to do in terms of careers after college, and also just like fellowshipping with other with other schools that I may not get the chance to. I love that. I love that. That's a dope experience. I feel like being a part of royal court as a whole. And Kristen, tell me, because listen, let me tell you, this girl, like she said, she went to the White House. She didn't do a lot. So highlight some of that. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, So I guess I can talk about something that I've done more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had the opportunity to moderate for the Silver Dollar Road Social Impact Campaign. And so if you don't know what that is, it was a movie talking about Black land dispossession and how um, a Black family was actually incarcerated for eight years for wanting to keep their land. And so this partnership was with Amazon Studios and Desiree Co-Company. And so we just like talked about the topic and I had the opportunity to just practice my skills as a journalist and kind of expand in that area. No, oh, no, girl. I've seen like you had internships and different opportunities like that. So tell us a little bit about that because those are really cool opportunities. So for my internships, I did um, 
apply under the MES program, which is the Mentorship for Environmental Scholars. Um, and they partnered with the DOE, Department of Energy, to provide um, these scholars with internships around the country in these um, basically different fields of STEM. And like I said, I am a social work major. So I was a little kind of worried just because how does the Department of Energy match my major in STEM and wanting to counsel and just help people personally and like families. And I got the opportunity my first year, which was the summer of 2022, to go there. And I was placed in, um, it was Aiken, South Carolina at the Savannah River sites. Um, and what they had me doing was basically working under EAP, which is Employment Assistance Program. And that fell right into my field. And so I am a big believer in the Lord. And I was just like, this is basically trusting in him. This mm -hmm. was a perfect opportunity for me to be able to go out, um, see more of STEM, see more of counseling, more than just in private practice and sitting in a counselor's office. It's a, provide scientists, provide those who basically are working year round to provide us with new science and how they can help their mental health. So I love it. And it's crazy like how different opportunities like end up aligning so much like with what we want to do or open our minds up to stuff we want to do. Like so that's really, really cool. I, I love that. That's so different. Like I wouldn't even think of that in social work, but that's pretty cool. I love it. So I want to hop back over to Kristen. Now, you say you're a first-generation college student. I am as well. Well, first-generation college graduate now. Um, and that's a big deal. Like, that that really is. And it's a lot of weight that comes with it at times. And it's a lot of proud moments that come with it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But a lot of positivity. Um, and just college in general is a different experience. Like, for me, this wasn't a lot of that just growing up. Like, you know, you know, you have a lot of people like, oh, I went to this college growing up and I was always there and stuff like that. And I always knew like mm -hmm. for you, what made you choose an HBCU? Like, did you know you wanted to attend an HBCU? How did it come about? So actually I had the blessing to receive a full ride scholarship to the university. Yes. And so that was my start of my academic career because quite frankly, like when I was growing up, my mom always made me, my, si my sister and I know, cause I have a twin that hey like I can't afford for y'all to go for y'all to both to go to school so my senior year it was a lot of praying and fasting and just praying that I can have the opportunity to just chase my dreams to get an education but I think what made me actually want to choose an HBCU is just me growing up watching a lot of black film mm -hmm. specifically like a different world <laughs> and I think that's kind of crazy because like our homecoming was centered around that show but I grew grew up like really loving it and it was just like I see myself being represented in this show and then I guess that's kind of what made me want to choose that environment just being around people that look like me that talk the same language as me and then also knowing that I have that community of support I knew that I would get that coming here I love that and I feel like ECSU really is that it's a lot of love and it's a lot of family and just being like for me like newly introduced to like 
not an HBC, not HBCU culture. Like you said, there's a lot of watching it on TV and that's a part of like, why well, I chose the HBCU. Just like, I just knew that's what I wanted as well. Like I applied only to HBCUs. Like I knew that's what I wanted, but I feel like you go to one and it's like so much love is so much of the culture and you just find a lot of like-minded people. I don't know why, like when it comes down to that question, like why? It's like, I always think, do y'all know like the scene in this Christmas? And um, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the actor's name. But it was Lauren London's boyfriend and he they're like, why did you go to Morehouse? And he gives them like the breakdown of why he went to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. That part, like it's, it's that part for me. So, you know, I love that. And I love that you chose ECSU. And that's so cool that you got a full ride. That is amazing. Yeah, it's like, a blessing. That is a true blessing. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So, JV, you being Mr. ECSU, we, we got to talk about this one. So. To you, what does it mean to be a Viking? I feel like you have to have a lot of Viking pride to be Mr. But like, what does that really feel like to be a Viking and to call ECSU home? Um, So being that I was a transfer, I had to learn what being a Viking was very, very quickly. Um, and, and in the middle of doing that, I kind of found myself doing a lot of different things concerning the university. Um, So first I was a student athlete. Um, so I was like literally in the field, like going to war for the university on the football field, but it was great. Uh, so to me being a Viking, like just really means like just being tough. Um, I feel like, I feel like ECU is a very, ECSU is a very underrated school and we get overlooked a lot. Um, so, but like, there are really great things that happen at ECSU. Um, being that we have the only aviation school, four-year aviation degree in the, in the state of North Carolina, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because we, we we always talk about like Vikings elevate, but like that that's really true. Um, every everybody from the everybody from the chancellor to the to the vice chancellors to the student leaders to the to the sports teams like everybody everybody is like really really hungry. Everybody's really really talented, and it's just like we're we're really a family. Um, mm-hmm. Just coming in. I, I didn't I never I never felt like I never felt like an outsider even as a transfer like I came right in and I just fit right in and I just I just kind of got here and stuck. thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey through young everyday black woman the podcast the world of historically black colleges and universities is vast and rich and it's powered by the unwavering passion of HBCU alumni students faculty and staff They continue to champion our cherished institutions. For a deeper dive into this inspiring conversation with the remarkable ECSU students, don't miss out on the full episode. You can find it on your favorite platform for podcasts. And make sure you join us as we celebrate the legacy, excellence, and empowerment that HBCUs bring to our lives and communities. Until next time, keep being young, everyday Black women, making an extraordinary impact.